0: How's it going everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Clocked In Podcast. Hope everyone has been doing well this week, has been doing well during quarantine. Um so today we are here with a different type of video. Um I wanted to start something new, something something fresh. Uh I came up with this idea on my own. It's like a type like a series type of thing that I'm going to start doing over these next couple of days mixed with some other type of content but we are going to do a series uh for the nfl and it's going to be called fixing your team so basically how the series works or how these episodes are going to work going forward is that we're going to take each division in the in the nfl so every division in the nfc nfc east nfc south nfc north all that stuff and then the same with the afc and we're just going to take every single team in that division and we're going to point the highs we're going to point the lows we're going to say you know what exactly can this team do moving forward you know is this team closer with certain pieces to like a Super Bowl or does it is this team a little bit farther from the playoff you know just just we're going to dissect each team and figure out the missing parts and stuff that they that they missed on in free agency and the draft and hopefully go, hopefully um, when I talk about your team You know, you'll agree with my, you know, whatever I have to say, or hopefully you're you're thinking the same thing as I am. You know, I'm gonna go into this with a a completely unbiased approach. So I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm not gonna go into the Eagles be like, oh, if they get, you know, another wide receiver, they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna be super, super realistic here, and I'm gonna give every team my personal opinion, and then I'm gonna say, you know, this team needs to get this, and are they closer? You know, whatever. So today. We are gonna do the NFC East. So the Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, and Giants. I did do a um like a record for each team in the NFC and in the AFC. So if you guys want to go check out those videos, please do. And if you guys happen to enjoy this episode of the Clocked In Podcast, make sure you like this video, subscribe, click the post notifications. And if you're listening on any kind of podcasting platform, I'll appreciate a follow. And make sure you also go follow me on Twitter at Clocked In 24 underscore seven. So Without further ado, let's get right into it with the Philadelphia Eagles. So the overall roster grade I gave the Philadelphia Eagles was a B+. Plus, um, you know, solid roster. Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, and Zach Ertz were the guys that I highlighted as the top three players on the offense. And when I do these top three players on the offense or on or the defense, for the offensive side, I'm not going to count the offensive line. I'm kind of just going to keep it purely like skill positions. So for the offense of the Eagles, I went with Wentz, Sanders, and Ertz. Now, Wentz, Wentz is a player that I regard as a top ten, you know, quarterback in the NFL. And even if I wasn't a fan, I would still believe that. I think I think he has so so much potential to be uh you know an elite quarterback in this league, but it's just that the injuries, he really hasn't gotten a chance to show what what his full potential is. Like going back to the season where Nick Foles and took took the team over and won the Super Bowl. I do I do believe if Wentz was there that season they would have won the Super Bowl. Because if Wentz did not get injured that year, he would have been MVP. And at the time, I think the Eagles were like 10 and 4, I believe. I don't I don't remember the exact record, but they were doing their they were doing their thing. Wentz was playing outstanding. Season was going great. He gets injured. And then coming into the next season, there were still question marks on if he's fully healthy. And then halfway through the season, you know, it turns out he had a back problem and that kept him out for the rest of the season. And then this year, the unfortunate he finally made the playoffs. Uh, you know by himself carrying the team and then he gets injured in the first quarter so I don't think Wentz has gotten a chance to show what he can really really do and if he is able to do that he'll show that he is an elite quarterback and then with Miles Sanders this man was able to show that he is a beast he came in last year for the Eagles after Jordan Howard got hurt and played outstanding he played outstanding in that position I think he he, I think he he had a chance to win offensive rookie of the year, but obviously Kyler Murray played a great season. Even though the the uh, the Cardinals only won four games, and then Ertz obviously is the anchor of this team. You know the one of the one of the leaders on offense. Once you know once the that's his guy. That's once his guy. You know that's the guy that he passes passes it to in pretty much every possession, no matter the circumstance. Because you could just trust him. You can trust Ertz in any situation. And obviously, um, I think Ertz had a few injuries throughout the season as well. But, you know, he played through them, he fought through it, and, you know, we commend him for that. So, in terms of the offense, um, in terms of the needs or the holes that I think the offense needs for the Philadelphia Eagles, I would go with the running back position. I think even though Miles Sanders did carry throughout the season, he did come up a little bit gimpy towards the end a little bit. And, you know, Boston Scott had to come in, but after Boston Scott, there was pretty much nothing left for the Eagles And then going into this season, you know, the Eagles no longer have Jordan Howard, who was playing really good before he got injured. And, you know, I just think the Eagles need that, you know, that power back that Jordan Howard provided, that bruiser, the guy that you can give 20 carries to and don't have to worry, you know, if he's going to get injured or not. Because I don't think Miles Sanders can take that load because that's just not the type of he I don't think he's that type of bruiser, you know, power back type guy. And I don't think boss Scott is that either. I think boss Scott's more of a gadget guy. And then obviously, Corey commence coming back. But all those guys are just elusive backs. And, and they're not necessarily like um, power backs or whatever. So I think, I, and the Eagles are considering bringing in um, McCoy, who is another, who is another uh, elusive back. And they're also considering bringing in Carlos Hyde, who is more of like a bruiser. I could see them, you know, giving carries to if Miles Sanders gets a little tired. But in my opinion, I just think they need some kind of depth, more depth at the running back position, because Miles Sanders did show up gimpy at the end of the season, and Boston Scott is about five foot tall, so one hit and he's out of here. And then, but I, I did put down a left tackle, but I, I do think I do think the Eagles are kind of solid at that position, even though Jason Peters is no longer there. Uh, they did draft um, Andre Diller for this reason specifically, because they knew Jason Peters was coming down to the last year of his contract. And possibly the last year of him playing in the NFL. So they were like, "All right, we got to draft a left tackle." They ended up getting Andre Dillard, and I think Doug Peterson said that Andre Andre Dillard will be starting this season, and he's you know ready to take that role if Peters decides to, or if the Eagles don't decide to bring Peters back. So Andre Dillard will be solid at left tackle, and they also drafted another left tackle in the sixth round. And then I did say they need another wide receiver. And when I say wide receiver, I just mean like another, another big guy, another, just like a big guy that, you know, has good hands and things like Alshon Jeffrey, but Alshon Jeffrey's just a little bit too slow for me. You know, he's just like a slant, you know, he's just like a slant receiver. He's not really a deep threat, but if you need like a possession catcher, a guy that has good hands, like we need another one of those players because, you know, Deshaun Jackson, obviously, you know, he's fast, you know, if you need him to run a straight line and catch the ball, that's what he's going to do. Um... Jalen Rager, obviously, Marquise Goodwin, and some other guys that they drafted in the uh, the sixth round, sixth round, I believe. Um, but I just think they need another possession catcher, another guy that, you know, just another Alshon Jeffrey, but a little bit faster. So those are the positions on the offense that I think the Eagles need to work on. And then on the defense, the defense is solid, mostly solid. Uh, defensive captains, I said, were Slay, Cox, uh, Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham. Obviously, Darius Lake coming in, top five corner in the league, in my opinion. Cox, second best D tackle in the league, in my opinion. And then Graham, I, Graham is just a really, really good defensive presence. Obviously, knocked the ball out of out of uh, Tom Brady's hands in the in the Super Bowl. Just a crazy, a crazy athlete. Uh, you know, one hell of a one hell of a guy. So I think those guys are probably the best players that they have on the defense. But in terms of some holes that I think they need to work on, uh, I would probably go with I would probably go with linebacker because the linebacker core. I mean, line, linebacker is like the only position I'd say they need. Maybe another corner, but you know, we'll just have to see what Sidney Jones can do. S- started to show some spurts of being great at the end of the season, but we're just gonna have to see what he can do. Um, but Nathan Gary is not really a a, a solid starting linebacker. You know, they are. They also have Jatavius Brown. And um, T.J. Edwards, so I just think they struck out on some linebackers in the draft, and I think they could have addressed them more free agency. But there weren't a lot of great linebackers in the in the free agency class. So that's like the only position I would say they need. But other than that, they're pretty solid on the D the D line. They also brought in Malik Jackson in the free agent in free agency. Uh, they brought in Nikhil Roby Coleman to play nickel corner. Well, he's a backup, but he's still there. And obviously, they have returning guys like Maddox and uh leblanc and things like that and then the, you know like i said the d-line solid corners are pretty solid Jalen mills and ronnie mcleod are going to be playing the safety positions so you know overall it's a pretty solid roster so that's why i gave it a b plus so let's get into the dallas cowboys so to a lot of people i think they would say the cowboys you know overall have a really solid roster and i would agree with them i think the cowboys cowboys probably have a better roster than the eagles i gave them an a uh, as a total total roster grade you know obviously having Dak Zeke and Amari Cooper on offense you know that three that three-headed monster it's going to it's going to carry them through the whole season and then they bring in CeeDee Lamb another great wide receiver they already have Michael Gallup they just pretty much, they have all the talent they have all the talent in the world but they did lose Jason Witten which is not the craziest you know the craziest loss but Jason Witten was a leader on the offense and you know, guy that could calm down the locker room and get the team back on its head when, you know, things are going bad. And they're going to have to re- rely on their 45 million dollar quarterback. Or maybe not 45 million dollar quarterback cuz Dak Prescott doesn't know what he wants. Well, he knows what he wants, but the Cowboys just don't want to give it to him, and I don't think they should. Dak is not worth 45 million. I'm going to just say that. But le- but let's let's get back to the purpose of this uh this video. So, offensive holes for me is going to be center and tight end we all know that this, the Cowboys lost Travis Frederick. I think he retired. And then tight end, obviously, like I said, Jason Witten. And the current tight end is Blake Jarwin. But, I mean, overall, I, their offense is like just top to bottom is really like, the best, probably the best in the division, in, in my opinion. But it just all comes down to coaching. Obviously, that we know that the the Cowboys have a new roster. I mean, a new coach, new coordinators, and a little bit you know, of a revamped roster, I guess you could say, especially on the defensive end, considering they lost some players. And then on the offensive end, Pretty solid, top to bottom. It's all kind of going to come down to Dak and his ability to carry this team. But on defense, Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, and Leighton Vander are their main guys, and these guys are outstanding. As we know, Demarcus Lawrence was sack leader a few years ago. Jalen Smith has been a crazy leader on that linebacking core and on that defense as a whole. And then Leighton Vander he was injured um towards the back end of last season, which didn't help them at all towards their playoff push. But when he was playing, I think he won defense rookie of the year, so he was great at the linebacker position. But I did say that they could use a uh, another linebacker to pair with Smith and LVE because currently they currently they have Sean Lee, which as we know Sean Lee is not really he's getting up there in age and you know, he's suffered with some injuries. Not last year, last year he played the full season, but but before that, the last two years, you know, he has been struggling with with some injuries and staying healthy. And in their cornerback position, they did draft a corner, but I don't really think he's gonna slot in and be Byron Jones and be the guy that they that they need to cover. You know, the top receivers in the league. And we know Byron Jones wasn't like a intercept interception machine, but he did cover the wide receivers well and didn't let it up at all. So I don't know if they the corners there now are gonna be able to do the same with Byron Jones gone and you know some other some other um key pieces on the defense gone as well i do the cowboys also did lose robert quinn which was their sack leader because marcus Lawrence did have a little bit of a down year so robert quinn ended up leaving as well so i think the team has some some defensive holes that they that they could have filled you know they brought in some some guys to put on the d-line but are not going to be as good as robert quinn was in my opinion so but if we're going to be if i'm being honest i do with the talent that that's on this roster i think the cowboys have the potential I hate. I really do hate to say this, but I do. Ha- I do think they have the potential to go deep into the playoffs, and possibly, possibly, go to the. But but they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say that because they're not. They're not going to the Super Bowl. The Saints are going to beat them. The Bucs are going to beat them. One of those teams is going to beat them. They may win. They're not going to win the division. They may win the division. But the roster is good. You know, I gave them an A. So they could, could possibly, possibly possibly go to the championship round possibly but i'm not going to say that because i'm not going to speak it into existence all right next team coming up is i'm sorry cowboys fans i just had to keep it real with y'all I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry but um coming next is going to be the uh new york giants now the giants we all know is a team that's not going anywhere anytime soon but i i think the the roster is going in the right direction especially with the with the addition with the um addition of daniel jones last year uh, was it was a really big big win for them because if they I don't I think the imp, I think that if they would have taken Dwayne Haskins it it would have been a good sign for them because we all know how the quarterbacks are are, are comparing now and you know Haskins is talking about I'm gonna make them pay or make them regret not taking me but you haven't done that so far but we're not gonna we're not gonna bash on him because hopefully he has a good season I wish a good season on him and any other player but. Giants you know their their main two guys are Saquon and Jones that's literally it you know Evan Ingram had some injury issues last year Sterling Shepard has been a little inconsistent they did add Golden Tate to secure the uh secure the wide receiving core and hopefully hopefully improve it but I do think they need to add another wide receiver because besides Slay- Slayton has been a little bit up and down and you know there's some been been some off the field stuff that may impact him but Tate having Tate and Shepard I think they need a third guy And as well, they're going to need a backup tight end because, you know, Evan Ingram's concerns with injuries and things like that. And when he goes down, it's just going to be a repeat of last season where Jones doesn't have a lot of threats, like a lot of receiving threats to go to and a lot of, you know, guys to go to. So I think Jones is going to need another, you know, some more weapons in either the receiving core or maybe another tight end or some kind of just some kind of guy to put to put to throw the ball to because, the Giants are just just don't have a lot of great guys to 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 catch the ball. Um, on defense, on defense, the uh the Giants did a really good job on adding players on deep on the defensive end in free agency. In my opinion, uh, they added Blake Martinez, they added Bradbury, the cornerback from the Panthers, uh, and they also they they've already had Jabot Peppers from the Browns trade as well. So I think the they did a really good job of adding players. They they also did a good. I forgot to mention this on the offensive side. They also did a good job of you know, getting some guys on the offensive line to protect Jones and to you know, protect Saquon as well in the run game. So I I think the Giants overall did a really good job in free agency and and the draft. I gave them a C plus as a team overall. You know they're not too far away from you know some of the average eight and eight teams and some of the seven and nine teams, but. I just think like the Joe Joe Judge thing with you know I don't know if he what what can he be as a as a head coach you know the the just the Dave Gettleman and the owners just the whole system the whole giant system in its whole is just in 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 its entirety is really not great. But I think that the weak links as well on the defensive on the defensive side of things is going to be the linebacking core. Linebackers are just a little bit too average and not really there's no really plant there's no playmakers or you know guys that can really make a huge impact I think the Giants really should I don't know why they passed up on Isaiah Simmons but in my opinion I think they should have taken him man that would have been such a huge a huge addition for their defense but usual Giants fashion they take a guy that you know you know offense. it's an offensive lineman you know but at the same time it would have been nice to see them take Isaiah Simmons even though they're in the same division as the Eagles but you know we, know how, we all know how talented he is at the linebacker position and then I also think they should, you know, get another corner as well. DeAndre DeAndre Baker has been in some news, and I I take back the comment I said earlier about Darius Slayton. I meant to say DeAndre Baker. You know he's been he's been in some news uh, off the field. So cornerback may be an issue going if cornerback may be an issue going forward. Then the Giants need to address that in some um, you know some some way some way if possible. But I I think I think the Giants are really really not that far away from you know some seven and nine and eight and eight teams they just need a little bit more development with Daniel Jones get some more protection get some more outside threats and they're they're going to be they're going to be solid moving forward now the last team in this division of the Fixing Your Team series for the NFC East is the Washington Redskins the worst team in this division sorry Washington Redskins fans but they're the worst team in this division they have a long way to go uh, but they have some bright spots on the offense with Terry McLaurin, Darius Geis, and hopefully, hopefully, Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin is a, has been a really, really bright spot for them and has been more than I think the Redskins expected. You know, Darius Geis, I think they expected a little bit more out of him, but he's been dealing with injuries and, you know, he hasn't been too consistent. Even He did have a few, he did have start, I think, two games maybe and played pretty well, but some inconsistent results, injuries, hasn't been too great for, for the running back core. It's just been Adrian Peterson at 30-something carrying them. And then Haskins, we all know how he's performed as of late. It has not been great. Um, you know, there was rumors that the Redskins would possibly trade down, take a quarterback, you know, even maybe take Tua at number two. But I think Ron Rivera has faith that Haskins can perform and play well, you know, this season and, and moving forward. So, possibly Haskins could be could be what they drive to him for to be their franchise quarterback but we're just gonna have to see how it goes and for me I just think the the Redskins need to work on getting a tight end and another wide receiver alongside Terry McLaurin because their wide receiving core besides Terry McLaurin is terrible and Jordan Reed they they no longer have Jordan Reed they did you know sign some free agents uh free agent tight ends and draft uh they they signed the unrestricted Free agent or the rookie uh Thaddeus Moss to play tight end, but their t- their current tight end is Jeremy Sprinkle, and I don't think you want a guy named Sprinkle being your starting tight end. So I think the Redskins should focus on getting a tight end, whether that's in, fr- in a f- like a proven guy in free agency or maybe develop Sprinkle. Who knows? But if I were the man, if I were the manager of a team, I would never let a guy named Sprinkle be my starting tight end. So, with that being said, let's move on to the defense of the Redskins, which is actually not that bad if you if you get a deeper look into the roster. You look at guys like Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Kendall Fuller, or some guys that I highlighted as some defensive presences on this team. Uh, Kendall Fuller, they acquired from the Chiefs. Uh, they traded him away to the Chiefs in the Alex Smith deal. He came into free agency, and they ended up signing him back. A Really good corner, so I think that's going to help them out a lot. Uh, Chase Young, obviously the best player in the draft class this year. And then Ryan Kerrigan, a defensive leader. You know, they already have Deron Payne. And, you know, they have some guys on the defensive line. I I think this team, moving forward on defense, I think this team has a lot more potential than it does on offense. Uh, But the D-line is solid. Jonathan Allen, like I said, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, uh, Kerrigan, Chase Young. That's a scary sight for other teams in the division. Corners, Kendall Fuller um Quentin Dunbar they traded away so their their corner their corner class is looking their cornerbacks are kind of looking a little bit shaky uh so the only hole on the defense I would say is just a cornerback uh to compliment Fuller because currently their corners are Darby and Fabian Moreau so I don't know if those two if those two guys are going to be solid at the cornerback position because as Eagles fan I know how bad Ronald Darby is when he gets bashed up against a, a receiver he turns into a Four foot five corner and is not great at covering, you know, players. He's good at tracking, but when that ball is in the air, he is not catching it. He is not intercepting it because he's four foot tall when that ball is in the air. And then Fabian Moreau, I don't know too much about, but I think they could do they could do with an upgrade at cornerback. But in terms of this Redskins roster, on defense, the defense it's like it kind of carries their their overall rating. I would probably give like a D plus. But just know that the defense, Redskins fans, the defense is really solid. Just you're know, just like a cornerback away, a cornerback away, a replacement of Ryan Kerrigan away from being a top 10 defense, in my opinion. And then on offense, offense is a long way to go. Tight end, uh, offensive line, they're you know losing out on Trent Williams, uh, the the wide receiving core, and cornerback. I mean quarterback, maybe if Dwayne Haskins doesn't pan out, and then you know a running back you know Darius Geis and then another running back because Adrian Peterson only has probably one or two two maximum years left in the tank and then Darius Geis is going to be the guy to lead lead the train but I don't know if he's going to be too solid because of just the injuries so the offense is kind of what brings this roster down like a lot but Ron Rivera being a defensive minded coach will help the defense tremendously and this defense is going to be really good in my opinion and then the offense just needs a little bit more fine-tuning and then you know, just like the Giants, it'll be competing with you know some eight and eight, you know that eight and eight, seven and nine, and then it may in the couple couple of years the nine and seven territory, and then just take off from there. But with that being said, that is the end of the first episode of the fixing your team series on the Clocked In podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode of the fixing your team series, make sure to like this video, subscribe, click the notification bell, share, repost, like all that good stuff um hope you guys really enjoyed and i will see you next time peace